Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law here at KNews 98.5. I'm your host, Stu Jenkins. We're speaking with State Senator John Laird. And John, uh, right before the... uh, before the break, you were talking about how you uh, you came to be a non-lawyer on the Judiciary Committee and uh, had to learn a lot. Uh, we actually, in this county, we had the last and longest-serving uh, justice court judge in California. Uh, he had never gone to law school, never graduated uh, law school, never taken the bar, um, and his name was uh, Paul Jackson. He spoke seven languages fluently. So if you appeared in his court and you told him that you were in high school and you were uh, studying Latin, he'd just break into Latin and start talking to you. Did Unfortunately, it? that sounds like Jerry Brown. <laughs> uh, uh, I guess studied Latin in seminary and would always reduce things to some Latin phrase. Well, yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's a very efficient language. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I I think that uh, there's a long history of lawyers getting elected to the state legislature, uh, largely because uh, my profession used to be forbidden from advertising. And so the only way a lawyer could advertise was to run for office. And uh, so I, I think that that change in the law that has allowed attorney advertising has reduced the number of lawyers in the state legislature, but I, I know that uh, it's important to have folks who uh, understand what it is that they're adopting and what the effects are going to be, and uh, I think having you on the Judiciary Committee has probably helped you do that. Yeah, it really has. Unfortunately, the Judiciary Committee has uh has widened its scope. If there's a piece in the bill that might remotely uh, uh, affect some legal-related process, it gets dual referred to judiciary. Uh We had one hearing before the deadline that started at 9 in the morning and went to uh, 11.30 in the evening. I think we had 46 bills in in the first two. We had the one that's, that got all the news about prohibiting discrimination on the basis of caste, C-A-S-T-E, the, the social system in mm-hmm. South Asia. And this funny thing happened. I say funny now. The chair of judiciary, Tom, Senator Umberg, Tom Umberg, uh, had a really controversial fentanyl bill that was up at the same time in public safety. So he took the testimony of an author, and then he walks over to me and says, the vice chair isn't coming for a while either. Here, chair the hearing. And the next thing I know, I chaired a two-and-a-half-hour hearing with 300 witnesses and 100 people on the phone and an animated discussion on that bill. And I was just sitting there minding my own business as a rank-and-file member of the committee when it happened. And I ended up running that hearing like a freight train, but it was... There was a moment when it was like, how did I end up here, you know? And, uh, oh, my. Well, they, they, maybe he's grooming you for chair. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> so, so, you know, but it was, it's a totally, that's what's generally fun about the legislative process is if you're a generalist, you're in the middle of so many different things. And, and over the course of my career, 
<clears throat> I was a congressional assistant. I did the county's health and social services budget. I was on the transit board, transportation commission, a mayor, community college trustee, ran an aid service agency, uh, you know, did all this stuff. And when I got to the legislature, prisons was the only major thing in, in sort of the budget and other purview that I hadn't worked in in some way. And so it actually makes for fun because you know enough about everything to be dangerous and you can really stick yourself into some decision-making processes to make sure that they consider what's going on the ground, which is always the challenge, especially since you're making a law for all 58 counties throughout the state. And it's a one size fits all a lot of times when the circumstances are really different. I mean, the city of San Jose is really different than Napomo. Uh, uh, both of them happen to be in my Senate district, and you're tr- sitting there trying to make sure that whatever law is fashioned takes into account what's happening in both places, not to disadvantage what's going on there, and that is always a challenge. Well, and it's important that uh, a legislator have that perspective, so we really thank you for that. I uh, Some of the bills that we were talking about back in March. I didn't know uh, if you wanted to update folks on what had happened sure. to those. That was uh, uh, Senate Bill 272, 272, which related to how local governments in coastal zones would be dealing with uh, rising sea levels and basically helping local governments do that. To, to what happened to that one? Took a few amendments, not major ones, but they moved... Uh, all the opposition off. It still requires local coastal plans and around the San Francisco Bay Area, those Bay Area plans uh, to develop it. And I got it off the uh, Senate floor earlier this week with 36 votes, 40 senators. It's very good. And I think the thing that that is happening there is the atmospheric rivers really made it evident to people what needs to be done and and we had some of those ocean uh actions before substantial sea level rise and if you go for the totality of the district everybody has seen what's happened in big sur pismo beach was losing things um there were things you know around morrill bay in Mm -hmm. uh, carmel the the waves came in and sewer pipes were hanging in the air and the neighborhood was out of it. And, and in Santa Cruz, that's where President Biden came because some of the hardest hits were taken um, in Capitol and other places. And I'm a former mayor of Santa Cruz. We have a wharf that sits 20 or 23 feet on pilings above the ocean and the waves were breaking over the end of the wharf at the height of those bones. They they frantically evacuated hundreds of people off the wharf uh, when that was happening. And so... Well, one one thing, uh, Senator, that I I rarely see or hear in the messaging about about wind power uh, is that uh, unlike solar power... uh, Part of the reason we're getting these atmospheric rivers is because the heat in the atmosphere is causing more violent winds and stronger winds uh, to occur. And the the wind generating uh, electrical generators, whether they're the uh, 
old-fashioned windmills or the vertical ones, uh, they actually draw energy out of the air. And uh, have there been any studies on whether that's going to help uh, reduce climate change uh, by affirmatively taking energy out of the air? Well, the, the short answer is yes, but it, it's still a question of the science and different ways to do it. And if you, and I thought you were going with that question about with it being more volatile, how does offshore wind work? And it, I was, and I know that's not the question you were asking, but it's. I'm willing, I'm willing to go there too. Uh, yeah, well, it's yeah. one that sure came up in uh, in lots of places and in discussions around even that town hall meeting. And I was skeptical at first. I'm always reminded by one offshore wind person about this years ago when I was resources secretary. Uh-huh. And then I went and saw uh, offshore wind where they're floating. I've seen both. I've seen the fixed ones in Denmark. I've seen the floating ones off of uh, Scotland, and I finally get it. it. It's there's underground platforms where the weight of the water stabilizes the uh, the turbines and the platforms, and that they are they are loosely linked together. They don't float away, and they can handle incredibly volatile uh, weather patterns, and so. I finally understood this really does work. This isn't an experimental technology. And and I thought the difference in California was is that the, the outer continental shelf drops off much more off of the California coast than it does off of, say, Portugal or Norway or, or Denmark. Or Rhode and, Island. Uh, or, uh... Yes, or Rhode Island. And those are fixed. Denmark's are fixed to the ocean floor. I think the Rhode Island ones are fixed. Portugal floats. Um, the ones off Scotland float, and the ones off California will float. And, and I think Senator, we, the, we have another short break here. Let's uh, make sure our listeners stay tuned to hear some more from State Senator John Laird. <laughs> 